chocolate bars last night, I began to wonder, how long have these little things been around? I remember eating them when I was like a little six-year-old. That was 40 years ago. How long have they been here? Well, thankfully, Wikipedia exists, and it tells us that since 1939, these little Hershey's miniatures, you know, the little yellow Mr. Good bar, which is the one I go for first. All the Mr. Good bars annihilated first. And then the Hershey Special Dark, which is my second choice. And then the Crackle in its pretty red paper. And then I usually land on the Hershey's bars once everything else is done. And I remembered last night when I was in a terrible mood. I was just in a bad mood and nothing was helping. And I remembered that Jesse, for his seventh birthday, got the bag of Hershey's miniature chocolate bars from a neighbor And I found them and had like seven or eight of them. And it made me feel sick, but I felt better. Like my tummy felt sick, but my brain was like, I feel better now. And so I started thinking, is this just, is it real? So I did a little research um, into people who've done research. And according to people who sit around at the University of Michigan and study chocolate, which sounds like a great job, they say that it is a natural painkiller and that it boosts the pleasure things in your brain. They said it's the texture, the smell, the flavor, but when it comes down to it, it's not even just the caffeine, that there's something in it that gives you a mild, mild, mild high. Um, And then going deeper into research, now in San Diego, neuroscientists said that it has some of the same brain chemistry change that marijuana gives you. Very low levels of an ingredient called pyomeli. (laughs) So, So when you feel a little better when you have chocolate, you know, that's good. That's a nice, you know, I mean, I live in Colorado, but I'm, it's just chocolate for me. I'm, I'm just, just chocolate's enough. Thanks. And it really did help. So something just to keep in mind next time you just feel like you need a little something, something. Don't forget the miniatures. They've been around since 1939. And for sure, I'm taking a couple bags with me when I head up to Wyoming next week, going camping in the Grand Teton Mountains. And by the way, I'm not really sure what life with Lisa Williams is going to sound like next week while I'm away, but I'm sure there'll be a little miniature tasty treat waiting for you. I'll be in the mountains with my chocolate bag. But hopefully you'll be able to stay there with your chocolate bag and listen to the show. So from women who believe Julie Thomas 
is uh, the one who invited me to go camping along with her family and another family. And um, by every definition, Julie is someone you would call a happy camper. Yeah, I may have completely manipulated you into (laughs) going camping for the first time ever. Yeah, it's my first time to ever go camping. Julie's so excited. She's like a kid. I've never really seen this side of her where she's like, like squealing about it and excited about it. I am praying for the people that are going to be camping around us. God bless them (laughs) ahead of time because there's going to be a lot of kids. Lots of kids. Lots of kids. And we're loud. We are loud. And I've started praying for those those families that are going to be camping around us that God would just really bring truly patient and fabulous people around us. Would you join us in prayer for the people who will be camping near us? Don't pray for us, our safety, or that we'll have a good time. Just pray for the people who will be camping near us. My son is the loudest person ever born. If you think you know someone louder, send me a tape. I want to hear it. He was born loud. He is loud. He shouts at night during reading time. I'm like, son, I'm sitting right here. We had his hearing checked. It's fine. God made him loud. And it's for a purpose. So pray for those people who will be camping near us. Amen. 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 You know what, though? One of the reasons that I love you, one of the reasons (laughs) that I love people like you, is that nobody could ever say that Lisa Williams does not have passion. Oh, thank you. Nobody could ever say that. I mean, the second you, if you have met Lisa Williams, you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that this girl is nothing short of passionate. She she just bleeds her love for Jesus. She bleeds just her love for people around her. And I, I love being around people like that. I love people with a little bit of edge that just have a little fire in their bellies. You know what I'm talking about? Well, I'm just sitting here feeling a bit overwhelmed by your kind words, but I do... I have passion. I do. I know. I know. Like life's too short. I mean, like even this morning in my prayer time, crying before the Lord, like, I don't want to lead you. So I told the Lord, I don't want to lead you, God, but don't let me miss my next step because I want to get to the end of my life and say, he gave me this much and I took it and I multiplied it and made this much only by his grace only because of his strength. And so, yes, I would say that passion is a good indication and maybe a little bit edgy. And I love that. I love that about you. I love hanging out with people who are that way. Me too. Because I think that's the way God made us. God made us with these five senses. He made us to fully engage in life. And for a little bit now, we have been talking about this idea of being brave and and I know we keep kind of revisiting it, but here's where here's where it is settling in me because it is one thing to go, okay, God, you have me in this life, you have, you've put me in this place for a specific purpose. Okay, I get that. And, and then it's another thing to go, okay, God, I'm going to spend time in your presence to find out what that means. But we can spend all day in one and two. We can spend all day going, okay, I know I'm supposed to be here. Okay, God, I'm going to spend time in your presence. But then there comes a point where he is going to speak to us. He's going to tell us to move in those, in those ways that he has created us, in, in those, all the five senses that he's developed in us to think and to breathe and to, to feel and to emote our emotions. And he's going to say, all right, it's time. Now move. And, and I think so often what happens is we just get stuck in one and two and we don't move. But I'm, I'm going to wrap up our Brave series by saying that once you find out what your purpose is, then walk it out with passion. That passion really is birthed out of those first two things that Julie's been talking about. 
you know you're in your place for a purpose and you have waited in his presence. And then out of those two, it's like it, it, it comes up out of you. It's almost like I can't make myself passionate. I just, it's birthed out of knowing that I am here for a purpose and I've spent time in his presence. But I think sometimes fear or what I, th- I think what people are going to think about me, pray for me. I'm such a people pleaser. Like, what are people going to think about me? I might, I might look like a fool. I block my own passion and, and then I just get like all gross. <laughs> yeah. And I think there's... I really think it comes down to three different things as to why we don't walk out what we know God's telling us to do. And and I know that that there is somebody listening to me right now that their heart just quickened because they know that God is calling them out to do something, whether it's to, to move, to speak to somebody, to have that conversation, to stand up and say no, or maybe it's to stand up and say yes, yes to a calling that they know that God has put on their life. But I think there's three reasons why we don't do it. One is what you just mentioned is that we are afraid. Mm-hmm. We get scared. What if what if I fail? What if people just laugh at me? What if this is ridiculous and it never works and I look like a fool? What if I didn't really hear from God? What if this is all in my mind? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it's easier just to stay right where you are because right. then you have nothing to fear. Just right. stay in your little comfy, cozy zone. Yeah. And so and so we get afraid. But I think the second thing that we do is that we get discouraged. Because we have tried it, maybe, or we just don't think it's going to work. So, so why even try? We've 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 gone after it, we've sought after it, and it's it's just not worked out. So, so why why even try? And, and you just you get discouraged because time has passed, or or something happened, and and, and your heart just becomes sad and and maybe a little discouraged. And, yeah, and discouragement is powerful. It can keep you from being passionate. Sometimes we get discouraged. But I think the third thing that happens is sometimes we just get stuck. We just get stuck because life is just daily. It, it just happens. We just start going with the flow. We just get caught up in our to-do list and, and what we've got going on and all this stuff coming after us. And, and mostly we're not living life intentionally. We're mostly just surviving because we just have gotten stuck in the dailiness of, of what our life brings. I, I'm a mom. My daily life is, is pretty typical, pretty predictable. It's kind of, here's what we're doing today, and here's what we're going to do tomorrow, and we might be doing the same thing next week. There's a pretty good chance. And so we just kind of get stuck, and so we don't think about stepping out and being brave and living passionately for the Lord. And as somebody who is a born and bred, stay by the shore, keep life predictable, not take a whole lot of chances kind of girl, that part right there, that that just staying safe and, and maybe getting a little stuck, I can so resonate with that. As God has called me out in my life to to do things for him, maybe to take a chance, maybe to to lead a group or maybe to step up and, and speak out about something that I that I believe in. Man, it has been a struggle for me. It's been tough to, to walk into that and go, God, are you sure? I think you might have. Did, did you place a crank call? Because I think you might have called the wrong girl. I don't know if I'm the right one for this, but God has continued to just push me and to call me and, and to draw me with his kindness and with his encouragement, but to say, I have put you here for a purpose. You have spent time with me. You know what you are to do. At this point, it's a matter of obedience. We don't talk about that word obedience a lot because it almost gets such a negative rap, doesn't it? it it's like this. It's like to obey somebody. It, it just has this negative connotation. But for me, 
it's come down to a matter of obedience. And am, am I going to walk in what I know that God is calling me to do? And forgive me if you've already heard this story, and I know I've told it a couple times, and I know Julie's heard it a bunch of times, but, you know, um, I began to diligently wait on the Lord November 1st, and in January, in this very room where Julie and I are sitting right now, I was over there in the red chair, praying, waiting on the Lord, seeking His face. It had been months of me waiting on the Lord as He was doing some deep stuff inside of me, and this is what He put in my heart. Lisa, I've given you a platform. I've given you a calling and I've given you a message. And then it, he didn't say it, but it was like he was like looking at me like, what you waiting for, sweetie? You could have sat in the waiting chair for a while. I could still be in that red chair right now. You really could. <laughs> you, you really could have just sat in the waiting room. And I think so many times we live our lives in the waiting room, just waiting to see, well, is it the right thing? Am I supposed to do that? Is God really calling me to do that? I don't know. Let's just, let's just put it on pause and see if I'm really supposed to do it. When I think it's time, there is a season now, I, there is a season to question it. And I think we kind of circle through in, in the decisions that we make in our life. We, we circle through those those seasons. Yes. There's a time to go, all right, I just need to accept that I'm here. There's a time to go, okay, God, I need to spend time in your presence to know what that is. But there is a time and a season to move. There's a time and a season to move. And, and when you know that you know that you know, then do it. What you know that God has called you to do, then walk in it. And it's scary and it can be discouraging and it's going to take us out of our comfort zone. But if there is one thing that I have learned is that God has not called me to stay by the shore. God has called me to stay by him. And if I stay with him, he may not stay by the shore. He might take me out into deep waters that I don't understand. He might take me where there are waves that are bigger than what my eyes can see. And I might freak out and I might lose it. And I'm, I might not understand what is going on. But at the end of the day, I have to decide, what do I believe about my God? Is he trustworthy? Is he faithful? Has he seen me through in the past? Yes, time and time again. I could go on about how God has seen me through. He is faithful and he will be with me never once during those times when I look back and I look at those waves and how, how I, I was brought through them. Never once did he leave me. Never once will he leave you. Whatever it is he is calling you to do, whatever he's calling you to step out in faith. Maybe it's scary. Maybe it's awesome. Maybe it's this really cool thing that you've been dreaming about for forever and you just need somebody to, to encourage you to do that. Lisa and I will encourage you. <laughs> we'll, we'll be those girls for you. Do it. Step out in faith. And, and what's the worst that can happen? It could fail. It could fail miserably, but maybe it won't. Maybe God's right in the middle of it saying, honey, just trust me. Maybe, maybe God just wants you to hold his hand so tight and lean in and you, you will have no other option but just to see his glory on the other side and go, look at what my God did. We have no idea. We have no idea unless we step out in faith and and it's crazy because you can't see, because you just can't see when you step out in faith. But what do you believe about your God? Is your God big? Is your God bigger than what you believe he is calling you to do? And I think he is. I think he is. And I, I think you can trust him. I think you can trust him with your life. All the things that Julie's been telling us and sharing with us about being brave and knowing that we're in the right place and being in his presence and now passion 
just all these things, my sweet friend, they don't come out of your head. They are birthed in time with him in prayer. So that's what we should do right now. We should just pray together. Wherever you are, it doesn't matter. It's, it's I heard somebody say once, there's no distance in the spirit. Mm-hmm. I mean, we might be praying today on this date, and you might be listening four years from now. It just doesn't matter because God is bigger than time. Yep. And so let's just pray together for you. Let's have Julie pray for you and what God is stirring in your heart and whatever season that you're in, that his plans, his purposes, his pursuits for your precious life will be fulfilled and that you'll have clarity like maybe you've never had before and that passion will start to grow up out of you. Mm. So let's pray. (laughs) Father God, I pray for that person listening to me right now whose heart is just quickened, whose heart knows exactly what it is that your spirit is trying to say to them. And I pray, God, that you would make it so clear to them what they are to do, how they are to move, how they are to just trust you with that decision, trust you with that relationship, trust you with that career, whatever it is that you are calling them to do, God, that they would just step out in faith and remember that they are not called to live by the shore, but that they are called to live right next to you. And whatever that looks like for them, God, help them, give them wisdom, give them courage, help them to be brave right now in your name, Jesus. Amen. You might step out with passion and you know what? It may not go the way you thought it was going to go. There are a couple of times in my life where I stepped out and one of them was a job that lasted 90 days and then I quit. And um, I remember after that talking to someone and saying, I kind of feel like a failure because I didn't stick it out and I just shouldn't have gone, I guess. I just feel like a failure. And I remember this very wise person saying, no, no, you stepped out. And he gave me a book by Larry Crabb called The Pressure's Off. And it was about feeling like your worth is in your performance and following all the rules. And that really helped me because sometimes it just might not go like you think it's going to go in this life. You know, when I left the Caleb Morning Show, there were times when I would think, I would in my mind, I would hear, you're such a failure. You're such a failure because I didn't stay for 10 years or 20 years. And I remember countering those thoughts saying, no, you know, I stepped out. I, I, I did it for two and a half years. And, and even though my thoughts were like, well, if you were better, or if you had done this differently, if you'd managed things better, or if you had, you know, da, 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 da. It's like... You know, I stepped out by faith and did something that was scary, but I felt like I was supposed to do it. And so it maybe didn't go exactly like I'd planned, but I just want to encourage you that your life experiences are rich. And even if it feels like, based on your expectations, that when you follow God and you step out of the boat, you start to sink, he'll be right there. He's right there. He'll take your hand. You know, I think it's better, right, to try to follow God with passion than just to, I don't know, don't feel like a failure if things don't go exactly how you envision them. The best that we can do is to look to Him, to seek Him, and to step out when we feel like He's calling us out. So I just want to encourage you with those words. And I wanted to say thank you to Julie Thomas for this brave study into the life of Esther. And I want to encourage you if you want to go deeper or share some of your insights, that would be so great to read what you have to say at womenwhobelieve.com. Or you can always come to lifewithlisawilliams.com. 
I'd love to have you stop by. I hope the rest of your day goes great. I hope there's some miniature chocolate bars in your future. Hey, thank you to Paul Goldsmith, the executive producer of Life with Lisa Williams. Thank you, Paul, for all your help. Hashtag thanks for listening.